Welcome to the Peavine Podcast, where each week we bring you the message from our Sunday morning worship service with Pastor Joel Sutherland. We take timeless biblical truth and help you to apply it in the context of your daily life. If you'd like to join us live at one of our campuses or stream one of our services online, go to peavine.org for times, locations, and more information. You know, college football season, we see a lot of upsets. You know, it wasn't, but last week, Jacksonville State beat Florida State, which I thought Jacksonville State was a, a band team. Like, people go to those football games for the band, right? And uh, we see upsets. One of the greatest, if not the greatest upset, was Appalachian State and Michigan in 2007. Michigan paid Appalachian State $400,000 to come up and play them. They were ranked number five at the time, and the final score was 34 to 32. Appalachian State pulled up on a kickoff, on a field goal. Michigan had one last attempt at a field goal. It was blocked and ran back. I got footage of that, so we're going to watch this upset. It'll be Jason Gingell out of the hold of Mesco. Good snap, good hold, and the kick is blocked. Appalachian State has stunned the college football world. One of the greatest upsets in sports history. So today's message is easy wins can be hard to come by. And we know that life's not a football game. Football is a game, but life at times is a battle. And we come to church, and no one even knows the battle that we're facing. Let me ask you to do this. Just close your eyes. What are you facing today as far as a battle? I want to see, be so broad with a battle that I, I almost don't want to bring it up. But is it? finances is it marriage anxiety what battle are you facing is it health there's so much so that we're going through life at time is a battle and here's the deal easy wins can be hard to come by the Michigan State, Appalachian State, yeah, if y'all are still closing your eyes, please wake up. The Michigan State, the Michigan-Appalachian State game really isn't one of the biggest upsets of all time. One of the biggest upsets of all time is found in Joshua chapter 7. And it's dealing with the Israelites. And I'm hoping by the end of this message, you will learn from what the Israelites did so that maybe it's something we don't do when we're facing battles or failures in our life, things that we're facing. So turn in your Bibles to Joshua chapter 7. And i got to say this, you got to look at chapter 6. The last verse of chapter 6 says this, And the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame spread across the land. So you got to put this book in context. Like this is the spirit-filled, power-filled life. Joshua and the Israelites were living in victory. 
could not be beaten. They had the power and the presence of God on their side. And I'm about to read Joshua chapter 7, but there's a big but here. There's a but. And the Bible says, but the Israelites did something wrong. And we're going to look at that, okay? Hey, stand with me and let's pray. Father God, Lord, we give you permission. I give you permission. Speak to my heart, my life. Lord, speak to our lives. Lord, we want to hear from you today. Lord, there's so much that we face in this life. Father, we want to be overcomers. We want to be victorious. We want you to fight our battles for us. Would you speak through your word? May our ears be open, our hearts open to your will and your way. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Y'all may be seated. Joshua 7 says this. The Israelites, however, were unfaithful regarding the things set apart for destruction. Other translations say, but the Israelites were unfaithful regarding these things. Achan, the son of Carmi, son of Zabdi, son of Zerah, tribe of Judah, took some of what was set apart, and the Lord's anger burned against the Israelites. Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is near Beth-Avon, east of Bethel, and told them, Go up and scout the land. So the men went up and scouted Ai. After returning Joshua to Joshua, they reported him, Don't send all the people, but send about two or 3,000 men to attack Ai. Since the people of Ai are so few, don't wear out all our people there. So about 3,000 men went up there, but they fled from the men of Ai. The men of Ai struck down about 36 of them and chased them from outside the city gate to the quarries, striking them down on the descent. As a result, the people lost heart. Other translations say the people's heart melted like water. Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell face down to the ground before the ark of the Lord until evening, as did the elders of Israel. They put, on, put dust on their heads. O Lord God, Joshua said, why did you ever bring these people across the Jordan to hand us over to the Amorites for our destruction? If we had only been content to remain on the other side of the Jordan. What can I say, Lord, now that Israel has turned its back and run from its enemies? When the Canaanites and all who live in the land hear about this, they will surround us and wipe out our name from the earth. Then what will you do about your great name? The Lord then said to Joshua, Stand up. Why have you fallen face down? Israel has sinned. They have violated my covenant that I have appointed for them. They have taken some of what was set apart. They have stolen, deceived, and put things with their own belongings. This is why Israel cannot stand against their enemies. They will turn their backs and run from their enemies because they have set apart for destruction. I will no longer be with you unless you remove from among you what is set apart. Go and concentrate the, consecrate the people. Tell them to consecrate themselves for tomorrow. 
For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. There are things that are set apart among you, Israel. You will not be able to stand against your enemies until you remove what's set apart. In the morning, present yourselves tribe by tribe. The tribe the Lord selects is to come forward clan by clan. The clan the Lord selects is to come by family by family. The family the Lord selects is to come by man by man. The one who is caught with the things set apart must be burned along with everything he has because he has violated the Lord's covenant and committed an outrage in Israel. Joshua got up early the next morning. He had Israel come forward tribe by tribe. The tribe of Judah was selected. He had the clans of Judah come forward. And the Zerahite clan was selected. He had the Zerahite clan come forward. And heads of the families, Zabdi was selected. He then, Zabdi's family, come forward man by man. Achan, son of Carmi, son of Zabdi, son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, was selected. So Joshua said to Achan, My son, give glory to God of Israel and make confession to him. I urge you to tell me what you have done. Don't hide anything from me. Achan replied to Joshua, It is true, I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. This is what I did. When I saw among the spoils a beautiful cloak from Babylon, five pounds of silver and a bar of gold weighing a pound and a quarter, I coveted them and I took them. You can see for yourself they're concealed in the ground inside my tent with the silver under the cloak. So Joshua sent messengers who ran to the tent, and there was a cloak concealed in his tent with silver underneath. They took the things from inside the tent and brought them to Joshua. And all the Israelites spread them out in the Lord's presence. Then Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan, son of Zerah, the silver, the cloak, and the bar of gold, his sons, daughters, his ox, donkey, and sheep, his tent, and all that he had, and brought them to the valley of Acre. And Joshua said, Why have you brought us trouble? Today the Lord will bring you trouble. So all Israel stoned them to death and burned their bodies, threw stones on them, and raised over him a large pile of rock that still remains today. Then the Lord turned from his burning anger, and therefore that place is called the Valley of Acre. So that's not very good news. For Achan and his family, right? Not very good news. Here's some things we can learn from the sin of Achan. One, you won't win if God's not in. One of the things coaches speak about all the time is overconfidence. Like confidence to an athlete, that's an asset. But once it goes so far to overconfidence, it becomes a liability. The Israelites experienced God do some amazing things. They had just entered into the promised land. Remember, they walked to the Jordan River, and it was at flood stage. And God parted the waters. The Israelites were able to cross the river on dry land. Some of us would just like to leave the parking lot and walk on the dry pavement today, but not with this rain. They also took Jericho. Jericho was the biggest in the first battle that they were going to have as they entered into the promised land. Jericho, the people of Jericho were so scared because they heard what the Lord had done 
for the people of Israel as they crossed the Jordan, the Bible says in chapter 6 that no one came in and out. They fortified the city. And the Israelites, before this, had taken Jericho. The Lord said, I've given Jericho to you. Now go take it. Now, God didn't take Jericho. He didn't fight that battle in conventional ways. He didn't fight it with weapon or with the might of people because God was doing something great in Israel's life because as they possessed the promised land, he wanted the entire land to know that it was God, that it was him that was doing the work here. So he didn't defeat Jericho conventionally. Remember, they marched around Jericho silently one time a day for six days. And on the seventh day, they did it seven times. And with trumpets and a shout, the walls of Jericho came tumbling down. But when it came to Ai, the Israelites didn't even consult God on the matter. God's not mentioned between verse 2 and 5. Ai was not much of a threat to them at all. That's why the men said, hey, send two to 3,000 of them. This is an easy victory. Let's not wear everybody out on this. So in battle, they were defeated, lost 36 men, and they lost heart. I like other translations in this because it says that their hearts melted like water. Have you ever lost heart? Have you ever faced something so big or so small that your heart melted like water? I have. Hey, there are times when things just keep, even little things in our life keep happening. That car trouble, even something as small as car trouble, our hearts can melt like water. The Israelites basically took God for granted and they thought they could handle this one on their own. Some of the most dangerous times for us is when we think as Christians we're winning life's battles on our own. Overconfidence will catch up to us. The Israelites made several mistakes when facing Ai. Self-confidence, they said, we got this. This battle is an easy win. We don't need you. Coaches speak of this all the time. Overconfidence leads to poor preparation, poor performance, arrogance, and a loss of reality. Too often we think we're the ones in control. And we're humbled quickly when we lose that reality and remember And we realize that, hey, this is God that's in control. It's God that makes all the difference in what we're facing. Hey, Joshua also listened to the wrong counsel. They sought the counsel of men. When defeating Jericho, they listened and did what God told them to do. How many times do we go to things like social media? We go to friends. We go even to a therapist. God is often our last resort. How much trouble can we save ourselves if we go to God first? There was also sin in the camp. The Israelites made a mistake. There was sin in the camp. 
We're going to talk a little more about that. They prayed second, not first. You know, oftentimes we hear people come to us for advice and, hey, have you done this? Have you done this? What about this? What about this? And prayer oftentimes is our last resort. Well, I've done everything I think I do. I think all I'm going to do now is pray. Like it has no power. The Israelites should have prayed first. You know, oftentimes as Christians, we, we treat prayer like it's a spare tire. It's the donut sitting in the trunk, and we'll get it when we find ourselves on the side of the road. You know, I remember when Chrissy and I were dating. Chrissy at Southern Mississippi, University of Southern Miss. We were dating, and um, South Mississippi weather is a little crazier than what we're experiencing here today. But uh, a lot of wind, a lot of rain, a lot of times. And uh, Chrissy had a flat as a young little college girl, you know. And uh, she couldn't change the flat on her own. And she ended up walking home in the rain. And this was before I had a cell phone. You know, I was the late bloomer on the cell phone life. I think it was 2006 when I started working here that I got a cell phone. But uh, she walked home in the rain. So when I found out about it, I said, well, hey, babe, you got to learn how to change a tire for yourself, you know? So she had a little Ford Contour, which is kind of like the car Ford doesn't want to claim. And um, in my yard, I had Chrissy as this young little college girl. I had her rotate all four tires. And you know what? About a month later, another rain came. She had another flat tire. I don't know what it was with tires. It may have been where she was parking. But uh, had another flat tire, and she didn't have to walk home because she could change it herself. And here's the thing about prayer. We often treat it as a last resort. But prayer is a powerful thing. And prayer, if we start off in prayer on making a decision on what we're facing, if we start off in prayer, we're going to be way more powerful and way more wiser for it um you know joshua in this time we we look at the the punishment that achan received and we're like man that's a little harsh but remember joshua at this time was under mosaic law this was conditional a conditional covenant god said if you obey me i'll bless you and today we're not under that covenant we're under a new covenant and it's based on what we do with what Jesus did for us on the cross. And it's based on grace through faith. You know, grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. Faith, forsaking all, I'm going to trust Him. That's how we should face our battles. That's how we should face our troubles. Um, our salvation should motivate us to follow with obedience, not obligation, but out of thankfulness for what he's done. So we're under a whole new covenant with the Lord. Um, as Christians, we don't lose our relationship, but disobedience does disrupt our fellowship. The Holy Spirit can't fight our battles through us because he has to work on us to bring us back to him. If the Lord's not fighting your battle, you've already lost. Remember what John 15, 5 says? I'm the vine, you're the branches. 
the one who abides in me and I in him produces much fruit. But without me, you can do nothing. And then we see Paul in chapter 4 of Philippians, verses 12, 13. I know how to make do with a little. I know how to make do with a lot. In any and all circumstances, well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need. 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. As Christians, we can be assured that Christ is in us, with us, alongside us, out in front of us. He is our ever-present help in time of trouble. If you don't know Jesus or have a personal relationship with you, today is your day for salvation. The Bible says that in this world you will have trouble. But be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. If Jesus isn't in the battle, it's impossible to win the war on sin. Also, you can't choose sin and expect to win. God had given the clear instruction of the battle of Jericho in chapter 6 to give the to stay away from the accursed things. This would have been the idols of the city. The Israelites, remember, were God's chosen people. So God didn't want any of the idols' influence in their lives. And he wanted them to have nothing to do with the foreign gods. He also gave them the command not to take any of the riches from the city, for they were to be set aside for the treasury of the Lord. Achan's sin... To take the cloak, the silver, and the gold was stealing from God. Achan had robbed God. The riches from Jericho, we learn, were the first fruits that were to be given back to the Lord as they possessed the promised land. Um, this, is, this alone shows us the importance of not robbing God with our tithes and offerings. We're to give cheerfully. Hey, Financial troubles, you want victory in that. One of the things is tithe through tithes and offerings. This story shows that. The Israelites were in the promised land. They were possessing their promised possession. Why would they, why would Achan choose to steal? Notice the order of Achan's sin. Verse 21, when I saw among the spoils a beautiful cloak from Babylon... And five pounds of silver, a bar of gold weighing a pound and a quarter. I coveted them and took them. You can see for yourself, they are concealed in the ground in my tent. This is how we all, a lot of times, fall in sin. We saw, he saw, he coveted, he wanted it, his flesh. So he acted on it. He took it and then he concealed it. Achan knew what was right, but chose to be selfish. And selfishness is always at the root of sin. It's time we quit saying, I deserve to be happy. What you're really saying is you deserve to be selfish. Hidden sin, it's always important to remember, hidden sin's never hidden from God. Joshua didn't know who took the treasure, but God did. We've been wearing masks way long before COVID. A lot of times we show up in our Sunday best and we have, we try to conceal 
the sin in our life. We put on a good front, but it's just a mask. God had Israel come one by one in front of Joshua. He wanted the Israelites to know the seriousness of sin. He wanted confession of sin. Just because Achan confessed sin, his sin, this doesn't mean there weren't consequences. Sin always has consequences. There's always consequences for our sin. Choosing sin is declaring our independence from God. God, I'm choosing what I think is best. I'm taking you out of the throne of my life and I'm going to sit in it instead. God, I don't need you. Sin's consequences also impact more than you think. Think about it. Innocent people died because of Achan's sin. He lost all he had. His family was killed. Fathers, this is a good reminder to all of us because we've got we've to make sure and know that our sins affect way more. And even though as a church, like if we have sin in our life, more than likely we're not going to take you out and stone you. Right? That's good news. Is that good news? Maybe it is. But your family will pay the price for your sin for generations to come. Achan's sin was concealed in his tent. Achan, because of his sin, he led his family into sin. And they paid the ultimate price. Our sin as fathers, as men, is, it will have consequences and it could be for generations to come. So we shouldn't fool ourselves. 1 Corinthians 5, 6 says a little leaven spoils a whole batch of dough. God also won't hear us when we're in rebellion. Isaiah 59, 2, But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden His face, so He does not hear. Sin also alienates you from God's plan and power. The Israelites were alienated from God they didn't know they didn't follow his plan and didn't have enough power to even defeat a little town of Ai under the new covenant the Holy Spirit when we have sin in our life no longer works through you he starts working on you and he's working on you to draw you back to Jesus Third thing we need to know from this sin is this. Before we fall on our face, the heart must be the examination place. Joshua goes before God and falls on the ground. He says, why have you done this? It would have been better to be left in the wilderness than to have taken possession of the land. God says, get up. I didn't do this to you. I didn't do this to Israel. You did this for yourselves. There's sin present in the camp. Go deal with it. Then come back and let's talk. At some point, we've got to take responsibility for our sin. David wrote in Psalms 39, 23 through 24, Search me, O God. Know my heart. Test me and know my concerns. See if there is any offensive, wicked way 
within me and lead me to everlasting. To win life battles, we've got to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. We've got to seek His counsel first. We've got to stay away from sin. We need to powerfully pray first. When we look at the story of Achan, it's hard for us to comprehend the penalty of Achan and his family. The Israelites taking them out and stoning them and killing them. But we know that God takes sin seriously. We know that because he took it so seriously that when he sent his son to die on the cross to win, not just the battle, but the war on sin. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says this, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. You know, Romans 3.23 tells us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says this, The penalty of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 5.8 tells us, While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It goes on to talk about how when we were even enemies to God, He died for us. Romans 10.13, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Let's pray. Father God, Lord, we love you. Thank you for your word. Lord, we give your Holy Spirit permission to do work in our lives. Lord, if there's any offensive way within us, would you point that out? And Father, may we confess that and get that right before you so that we may have the power of God. So that the world may know that there is hope in Jesus Christ. Father, I pray for that one that may be here that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, whether they're here in person, online, in Rossville. Lord, it's foolish to think we can go through life fighting our own battles. Lord, we need you. Lord, I pray that today is the day of salvation for them. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Nathan. Nathan's our student pastor, and what a great message. What a great reminder for us that sometimes God blesses us, and we feel successful, and we get confident in our own flesh, when really our success is based on the blessing of God. It's exactly what happened to the nation of Israel. Joshua chapter 7, the story of Achan, it's a great reminder of how the decisions we make affect our family, affect our lives, even in this instance, affected the success of an entire nation. And um, I love how Nathan broke that down for us and explained to us how our dependence on God is so important and uh, how we have to trust Him for um, all the battles that we face in life. And maybe you don't have that confidence in God because you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus. It begins with you understanding that you are separated from God by your sin. It's not your fault. It started in the Garden of, Adam, uh, Garden of Eden and uh, Adam and Eve uh, disobeyed God. Ever since then, we've all been born with that sin in our life. 
So you've got to be willing to admit to God that you are a sinner. You've got to believe that Jesus died on the cross. He shed His blood. The blood that He shed pays for all of your sins. The ones you've done in the past, the ones you'll do today, and the ones that you'll do in the future. His blood pays for all of those. You've got to trust that. He died. He was buried. On the third day, He rose again to take the penalty of sin away from you. And then you confess Him as your Lord and Savior. Um, Romans uh, chapter 10, verse 9 and 10 says, We believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth and we will be saved. And maybe you're watching this morning and you've never done that. And God has spoken to your heart and you need to give your heart and life to Christ this morning. Simply tell God this, Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. I'm sorry for my sin. I believe that Jesus died on the cross, that He was buried, and on the third day He rose again, conquering sin, death, and hell for me. And Lord, right now I ask You through Your Holy Spirit to come into my heart, take away my sin, be my Savior. Lord, I give my life to You in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer this morning for the very first time and you meant it, then we want to celebrate with you. And so we've just dropped a, a link in the chat box that says, I give, I commit my life to Christ. If you'll click on that, we're going to ask you a couple of questions and all that information comes straight to me. I'd love to connect with you um, this week and celebrate with you and send you some resources that'll help you take next steps on your faith journey with Jesus. Hadn't it been awesome to be together this morning? I'm excited um, to see you next week. God bless you. Have a great week. We hope that you've enjoyed the message this week as we help equip you to apply God's word to your daily life. For the latest updates about what's happening around Peavine City, be sure to connect with us on social media. For more information about Peavine, to get in touch with us or check out one of our services, visit us at peavine.org. Thanks for listening.